Thank you for tuning in to our podcast discussing the college's consultation on achieving a modern approach to the regulation of veterinary medicine in Ontario, which is a compilation of the legislative reform concepts. The report is currently open for public consultation. I'm Jen Robinson, Registrar and Chief Executive Officer with the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, and I'm joined today by College President Dr. Mark Marin. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Jan. I'm happy to participate in this, in this podcast. Council is very pleased and proud to have the, this document open for public consultation. These concepts provide Council's vision for the regulation of veterinary medicine in Ontario. We began this journey four years ago. We've heard from so many people along the way, including veterinarians, veterinary technicians, animal owners, other animal care providers, and the public. All have contributed to the recommendations that are now presented for public review. As I said, Council is proud of this document and certainly looks forward to hearing what the public and the profession think about it. The consultation opened early in July and will continue until October the 20th. We want to ensure everybody has ample opportunity to review the report and share their thoughts. Already, we've had over 100 respondents. The current legislation was enacted in 1990 and is due, in fact overdue, for a substantive review which would take into consideration changes to the veterinary profession and shifts in public expectation. The reality is that the existing Veterinarians Act has in fact become a barrier to good and sound regulatory practices. Specific issues include the lack of efficiency and transparency of the complaints and discipline processes, a mismatch between the current exclusive scope of practice model and public expectation to have choices in selecting a provider for low-risk animal health care activities, and a lack of focus on quality assurance mechanisms that manage risks in practice and support public protection. There is no doubt that reforming legislation is a big deal for any profession. This is Council's decision, and it has supported open dialogue throughout this process, making every effort to keep the public and the profession informed and engaged to support a robust process. Our Legislative Reform Oversight Advisory Group was appointed by Council and has provided leadership and guidance. Three additional working groups were also at work reviewing the current scope of practice, identifying improvements to the screening and remediation functions of the college, and considering legislative language related to mandatory quality assurance. All groups included council members, senior college staff, veterinarians, government representatives, association representatives, and representatives from other regulatory bodies. Lots of people. Following the consultation, Council plans to have final recommendations in place to present to the provincial government early in 2018. That provides a bit of background and that brings us to our current consultation. We'll now look at a few of the key concepts and explain the process for participating in the consultation. Just before we get to the key concepts, I want to add that Council is very appreciative of the contributions from the working groups. Their expertise and guidance has been extremely helpful in defining the proposed concepts for consideration. Proposed concepts identify key areas for government's consideration in modernizing the uh, existing Veterans Act. The proposed concept range from suggested administrative amendments to, the, to fundamental revisions or additions. Key concepts recommended for change include uh, recognizing veterinary medicine as a system and acknowledging the skill set of veterinary technicians within the team. Acknowledging that certain healthcare activities such as massage therapy 
manual therapy and other alternatives should be available directly to animal owners rather than under the delegation of a veterinarian. Introducing mandatory quality assurance program for veterinarians. Increasing public member representation on council and committees. Permitting interim suspensions and emergency investigations to take place swiftly in high-risk circumstances. And increasing the information provided about veterinarians on the public register, including the posting of notices of hearing. We won't be going over every single proposed concept in this podcast. However, all 19 proposed concepts can be found in the consultation document, Achieving a Modern Approach to the Regulation of Veterinary Medicine in Ontario, which is now available in the consultation section of the College's website. We encourage you to review the document for a detailed description of each concept, as well as an explanation as to why the change is important. The safe care of animals and ensuring that veterinary procedures are managed with careful vigilance to safeguard great outcomes is the College's primary business. When we look at the scope of practice of veterinary medicine today, we need to acknowledge that animal care is delivered by a team, which includes veterinarians and veterinary technicians with additional support, of course, from veterinary assistants and staff. The proposed model recognizes the areas of co-accountability between a veterinarian and the veterinary technician and would license both under one piece of legislation. The concept paper details the activities which are authorized to veterinarians and the subset of activities authorized to veterinary technicians. In addition to the medical team are other care providers who provide services that may not require medical intervention or oversight. The public realizes that high-risk services such as diagnosing illness, prescribing medications, or surgery should only be performed by a licensed veterinarian. On the other hand, the public also expects to have direct access to low-risk animal services such as massage therapy without the necessity of a referral from a veterinarian. The world's just not the same as when the last Veterinarians Act was introduced in 1990. The proposed model is focused on protecting activities that pose the greatest risk of harm to animals. The aim is to acknowledge changing public expectation and, of course, balancing this with the need for the protection of animals. A chart of all authorized activities is available in the report. A new definition of veterinary medicine, a risk of harm clause, and title protection are also proposed as part of the scope of practice model. Jan, this is such an important area of the proposal. The proposed scope of practice model is central to the College's legislative reform initiative. The model was circulated for consultation earlier this year and Council was pleased to see it received a very positive response. We mentioned public expectations and managing risk earlier and those are two important factors supporting the recommendation for a mandatory quality assurance program. Most human health professions include a provision for quality assurance in their legislation. However, the current Veterinarians Act make no mention of quality assurance. A mandatory program would support quality and safety in practice and also support veterinarians in maintaining their competence throughout their careers. Through a mandatory quality assurance program, veterinarians would be guided in those areas where development of additional knowledge, skills and judgment may be appropriate. Equally important, the public would be assured that veterinarians practice is consistent with college standards. Further, a mandatory quality assurance program would be a useful tool to allow the college to identify and address areas which present higher risks to animal care delivery. 
Quality Assurance is such a worthwhile program, Mark, in supporting public trust and also assisting veterinarians throughout their careers. Veterinarians in Ontario are voluntarily using the college's current quality practice tools, and including it in legislation just seems to be the next logical step. Let's now take a look at the proposed changes to council composition. In the concept paper, council composition is proposed as between 10 and 12 elected members who are licensed veterinarians, between 7 and 9 members appointed by government, and one member who is a licensed veterinarian and who holds a faculty position at the Ontario Veterinary College. This is a change from what we have currently. The legislation currently states council would include between 9 and 15 elected veterinarians and 3 to 5 public members appointed by the government. I think some members of the profession may be curious as to what prompted this change. I think that's true. What there has been is an international trend of increasing the ratio of public voices at a regulator's decision-making table and also on panels of statutory committees. The college has repeatedly encountered challenges in having sufficient public members available for panels and hearings, most specifically for complaints committee and discipline committee panels. Too few public members increases the need for cross-committee appointments, which leads to increased conflicts of interest in member matters. Increasing the ratio of public members on council would ensure that there are sufficient public members and that the perspective of the public is appropriately represented across all decision-making tables. The proposed council composition would reinforce public confidence by maintaining balanced and fair decision-making. Let's move on now to look at another concept. Interim suspensions for cases referred to the Discipline Committee are also included in the proposal. The proposal would permit the Investigations and Resolutions Committee to suspend a member's license in cases that have been referred to the Discipline Committee and where animals and or clients may be exposed to serious harm or injury by the member's conduct. Currently, the Veterinarians Act provides interim suspensions in cases related to incapacity or wellness. It would be rare and extraordinary cases that the college would have the cause to use this authority. However, the college has encountered cases, albeit infrequently, where the protection of the public may have benefited from an interim suspension option. I think that highlights one of the key motivations for our legislative reform project, ensuring the college has the tools it needs to do its job. It would be our hope to never need to use interim suspension provision you mentioned but the public interest is best served if we have the tool for those rare and extraordinary cases. Let's now take a look at the proposal to expand the public register. It is proposed that the Act be amended to add several items to the public register, including notice of accreditation and discipline hearings and related allegations prior to the holding of the hearing, the presence of any remedial undertaking and its requirements, and the presence of any criminal charges, convictions, bail conditions uh, reported at, annu- at annual licensure. The public expects to have access to information that helps them to make informed choices. The college recognizes that such publication must be balanced by fairness and privacy with respect to the licensed members. Taking steps to increase the amount of transpa- transparency with respect to the college's public register would be in the public interest by allowing for greater public protection. Criminal charges and convictions are already public information. Adding these new items to the public register would help the public obtain a full history of a licensed member in one place and assist them in making informed decisions about a veterinarian. 
As we mentioned earlier, these are just a few of the proposed concepts. There are 19 in total and all can be found in the document Achieving a Modern Approach to the Regulation of Veterinary Medicine in Ontario. The consultation is now open and can be found on the College website at www.cvo.org slash public consultations. You can download the document and share your thoughts on the concepts through a survey tool. Everyone is encouraged to participate in this consultation and contribute to how veterinary medicine is delivered in the province. Whether you're a consumer of veterinary services, a new DVM graduate just beginning your career, or looking forward to retirement, your perspective and insight is valuable and greatly appreciated by the Council. Council will review the consultation responses later this year and, with the benefit of your input, will determine the final recommendations that will be presented to the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs early in 2018. This is an exciting task before the college and with your help we can ensure the future version of Veterans Act serves the public for years to come. There's a lot of information to absorb in this consultation and the college is making every effort to assist you in understanding what is being proposed. Mark and I will be hosting meetings in October to meet with you personally and answer any questions you may have. Our meetings will be held in London, Toronto, Thunder Bay, Ottawa and Kingston. So watch for registration details on the college's website. For those of you who won't be able to meet with us in person, we will also be hosting a webinar in September. And of course, if you have any questions about what's being proposed, you're always welcome to get in touch with the college. Thank you, Mark, for joining me as president and as a representative of council for this podcast to provide an overview of the key concepts contained in achieving a modern approach to the regulation of veterinary medicine in Ontario. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you've found this to be useful and informative.